0: and Present Podcast. It's December 19th, 2019, and this is episode 37. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the Crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, MoviesPastAndPresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everyone! Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. We've got a lot of new movies to talk about this week in the new movie roundup, and really, this is kind of a Christmas special because, as you know, this is a bit this is a big season for for movies in the theater. So, new in theaters this week, we've got three films. First up is Bombshell, which is a drama from Lionsgate. This is that film about. Uh, the women that took down Roger Ailes at Fox News. So it stars uh, Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, uh, Margot Robbie, uh, Kate McKinnon, uh, Connie Britton, Mark Duplass, Rob Delaney, uh, Allison Janney, and uh, John Lithgow. And uh, again, it's a revealing look inside the most powerful and controversial media empire of all time, also known as Fox News, and the explosive story of the woman who brought down um, the infamous man, aka Roger Ailes, who created it. Um, it's directed by Jay Roach and written by Academy Award winner Charles Randolph. Um, bombshells rated R for sexual material and language throughout. Next up is Cats. So this, you've probably seen the trailer for this. I had heard of Cats. You know, it's Cats was one of the longest-running shows, uh, both on London's West End and, you know, Broadway in, in, in New York. Um, it made its world premiere in London at the New London Theater in 1981, and it played there for 21 years. Uh, it also earned the uh, Olivier and Evening Standard Awards for Best Musical, It came across the pond uh, to the US in 1983. The Broadway production became the recipient of seven Tony awards, including Best Musical, and ran for 18 years. Um, So some of the stats they're saying is that since opening in London in 1981, Cats has continuously appeared on stages around the globe, to date having played to 81 million people in more than 50 countries and in 19 languages. Uh, you know, clearly it's one of the most successful musicals of all time. So this film adaptation was directed by Tom Hooper, who directed The King's Speech. He also directed that musical, uh, well, the, you know, the film of, of Les Miserables, the, the, uh, the musical. And uh, this, Andrew Lloyd Webber, the, the, the composer of Cats, is also um, a producer on this film. The cast is quite interesting. It stars James Corden, Judy Dench, Jason Derulo, Idris Elba, Jennifer Hutton, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson, and uh, then also dancing was, plays a big part in this film. Uh, I guess as it did also, you know, in in the play. Although I never saw the play on stage, truth be told, uh, but this film features choreography. By Andy Blankenbluer, um, who did the choreography for Hamilton and In the Heights on Broadway. And it reimagines the musical for a new generation. With spectacular production design, state-of-the-art technology, and dance styles ranging from classical ballet to contemporary hip-hop, hip-hop to jazz, and street dance to tap. Um, They also brought in a lot of A-list dancers, including Robbie Fairchild, who... I don't know if, if you saw that Broadway production of An American in Paris. He starred in that, and, and you know, great dancer, Laurie Davidson, hip-hop dance station, uh La Twins, acclaimed dancer, Matt Talley, um, then the Royal Ballet principal dancer, Stephen McRae, and rising star singer, Bluey Robinson. So uh, lots lots of dancers, lots of different musicians and actors and things going on in Cats, It, um, you know, I always thought the Broadway show of Cats looked really weird. (laughs) This looks even weirder. Uh, so anyway, if that's your thing, and I might go check it out just out of pure curiosity, but Cats is rated PG for some rude and suggestive humor. Then next up is, is just this little indie film that you might have heard of called Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, this is, uh the last film in this nine uh, episode series um, about the whole, the, the Skywalker family, or they're calling it the, you know, the Skywalker saga. Uh, I was able to see an early screening of Star Wars, the last uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker, and I'll be reviewing it in the podcast later today. So, uh, well, you know, like right now, but uh, <laughs> Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker is rated PG 13. For sci-fi violence and action. Uh, while we're at it, we're just going to talk about more of these Christmas films that are opening up uh, next week. We've got an animated comedy from Blue Sky Studios called Spies in Disguise. This um, is, features the voices of Will Smith and Tom Holland. Uh, it's looks like a family comedy. But um, super spy Lance Sterling, who is voiced by Will Smith... And scientist Walter Beckett, who is voiced by Tom Holland, are almost exact opposites. Lance is smooth and suave and debonair. Walter is, well, not. Uh, but when events take an unexpected turn, this unlikely duo are forced to team up for the ultimate mission that will require an almost impossible disguise, transforming super spy Lance into the brave, fierce, majestic pigeon. Walter and Lance suddenly have to work as a team, or the whole world is in peril, um, so yeah, that's Spies in Disguise. Let's hope it's good. I don't, I don't know. It, it Blue Sky Studios, uh, you know, they, they they can do some nice work, uh, and the animation looks fun. But the, the story looks like it's kind of a groaner. But anyway, we'll see. Uh, also opening up in in uh, limited release on Christmas Day, and then wide release on January tenth. So it probably means that I won't get to see it until. January but it's 1917 which is a World War one epic from Universal Pictures directed by Sam Mendes Um, he's bringing his singular vision uh, to to uh, to this major war film Uh, in summary at the height of the first World War two young British soldiers are given a seemingly impossible mission in a race against time, they must cross enemy territory and deliver a message that will stop a deadly attack on hundreds of soldiers. Um, and one of them is is the brother of one of these, you know, the two young British soldiers that are are given this mission. So uh, it looks really, really compelling. Uh, I think it's been it's got great buzz. So um, anyway, looking forward to seeing nineteen seventeen. It's rated R for violence, some disturbing images, and language. Uh, also opening up on Christmas is another adaptation of the beloved novel Little Woman. As you know, Little Woman was written by Louise uh, Louisa May Alcott and has had many film adaptations. Uh, this particular one is was uh, adapted and directed, uh, was, you know, an adapted screenplay, and then uh, directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, and she's crafted a Little Woman that draws on both the classic novel and the writings of Louisa May Alcott, and in as the author's alter ego, Joe March, reflects back and forth on her fictional life. In Gerwig's take, the beloved story of the March sisters, um, four young women each determined to live life on her own terms is both timeless and timely. So portraying Joe, Meg, Amy, and Beth March in the film are Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, uh, Eliza and Eliza Scanlon, uh, Timothy Shalma Sh- uh, I'm sorry, I'm not, sorry Timothy, I'm messing up your name. As their neighbor, Laurie, Laura Dern as Marmy, and then Meryl Streep as Aunt March. So, uh, Little Women, rated PG for thematic elements and brief smoking. All right, then last up for 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 new films next week um, is. Uncut Gems, which is a crime thriller from A24. And this is from acclim- acclaimed filmmakers Josh and Benny Safdie. And it's um, it stars Adam Sandler. And it's been getting like really good reviews. <laughs> so go figure. But Adam Sandler plays a guy named Howard Ratner, who is a charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout for the next big score. When he makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime, Howard must perform a precarious high-wire act, balancing business, family, and encroaching adversaries on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. Uh, Uncut Gems is rated R for pervasive strong language, violence, some sexual content, and brief drug use. So, uh, these so the, again, as a quick recap, new in theaters, we've got Bombshell, Cats, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and then opening next week for Christmas, Spies in Disguise, nineteen seventeen, Little Women, Uncut Gems, and then also just as a little add-on, there's there's lots of great movies still in theaters for this holiday season uh, that I you know that I'd highly recommend. Uh, Frozen two from Walt Disney Animation Studios is terrific. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, see that on the biggest screen possible. That's really great. Uh, Knives Out is a really fun murder mystery that uh, I think you'll enjoy. And then also Saw a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And that's really just kind of a perfect movie. So so would highly recommend those as well. So lots to see and lots to enjoy this, this Christmas season with your friends and family at the movie theater. <laughs> For reviews this week, we've got a we've got a, a a little film to review called Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I'm a big Star Wars fan. You know, the original film came out when I was a little kid. I remember talking about it on the playground with my friends. I remember my mom and dad taking me to see it at in the movie theater, and it was really something special and something. You know that's really this just made a lasting impact. It's been so fun to have more Star Wars uh, films coming out with with some regularity, and i and, and that part's been fun. Um, I can't say that I've really enjoyed a lot of the divisiveness that it's caused, particularly with with uh, quote unquote fans on the internet. And, and, and all the uproar and all the stuff over things, but, you know, what can you do? People are passionate about it, and, and, and that in and of itself is fun, but it also is kind of frustrating. In preparation uh, of seeing Star Wars, The Rives of Skywalker, uh, you know, they've been touting this film as the, as the last film in this quote-unquote Skywalker saga, which started with the very first Star Wars film in 1977. Of course, uh, about Luke Skywalker, who's played by Mark Hamill. Um, you know, as, as things progress, we learn that Luke is actually the son of Darth Vader, who originally was named Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Luke uh, also has a twin. Happens to be Princess Leia. Spoiler, spoiler alert! <laughs> but uh, anyway, this Skywalker saga... It spawned off the th- for the first three films, you know, episodes four, five, and six, as they're known, and then a prequel trilogy was made a few years after that, that the Star Wars creator George Lucas made, uh, known as episodes one, two, and three, which really talk about how Darth Vader, or I guess really how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. And then... We've got finally episode seven, eight, nine. That the, the episode seven came out in 2015, and uh, then in 2017 we had episode uh, eight, and now here we've got episode nine, um, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. So I actually had a lot of fun in, in 2015 before episode seven came out. With some friends, we watched the six Star Wars films. And actually, that was really fun. Even though I really am not a big fan of those prequel films, I think that they're hard to watch, particularly the first two. But uh, I decided to do the same thing again. With this one, I watched all uh, the, the prequel films. I watched them in episodic order. You know, there's all sorts of different ways and different theories that people talk about the order that you should watch these Star Wars movies in. I ended up doing them in episodic order because I really don't care for the prequels and I just wanted to watch them first and get them out of the way. But one thing that I did, I've got them on Blu-ray disc, and the Blu-rays that I have um, have have a really great director and filmmaker commentary track that you can watch over, and that really helped me get through them because <laughs> again, I don't really enjoy them. But I watched I watched episodes one through three, and then I watched the original trilogy. Which I love. Uh, My favorite Star Wars film is still Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, And then I watched Episode Seven and Eight again, and actually I really enjoyed watching them both. You know, Episode Eight, um, this is the Last Jedi, which came out in twenty seventeen, has got has really divided. I think the Star Wars fandom. I think there was a lot of unhappiness with how the character of Luke Skywalker was treated in that one and just its overall um its overall tone and also how, you know Princess Leia or General Leia spends most of the film in a coma. <laughs> and then, you know, it turns out that Carrie Fisher died short, you know, not too long after the after the production had wrapped, uh, on on the film. And oh, so all sorts of complaints about everything. But um I actually really enjoyed the film, and I think th- I think it's really well made and, and very good. So anyway, I was I was really excited. I've been really excited for this last Star Wars film. Uh, it's directed by so Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is directed by J.J. Uh, Abrams, who who also directed Episode Seven, you know, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and uh, it you know Star Wars: The Force Awakens had a lot of complaints to about how it really just felt like a remake of 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 the original Star Wars, you know, Star Wars episode 4, A New Hope. And uh, I got to tell you, I think Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is is really kind of a remake of of episode 6, Return of the Jedi. It has a lot of the same uh, feel to it and I uh, I don't necessarily say that as that as a complaint. There's there's much there's I I you know overall I had I had a blast watching this this new Star Wars film. It's it's technically it's amazing. There's I have some issues with the story, and I you know I won't I won't go into a lot of detail because I want to keep this mostly spoiler free. But but uh, you know it's not it's not a perfect film, but it's a fun film. So. So to 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 recap, um, the big the big thing, that, and this is this is all this has all been revealed in the trailers, but the evil emperor, so Emperor Palpatine, is back. Here we thought that he was dead. Darth Vader threw him down a shoot, you know, to save his son at the end of Return of the Jedi slash Episode Six, but but uh, he's back, and and I think that that was actually a pretty interesting choice because that helps with the, with the whole saga because he really is the big bad guy in the first six films, you know, for both, both the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. He, he's, he's really the source of all evil. Um, and so it, it, makes sense that, that, that he, he comes back and they have to kind of fight, you know, our new heroes have to fight this really horrific and really major <laughs> bad guy. Um, so all, all the, all the characters that, all, that we've, that, that, you know, that we've gotten introduced to are, are, are back that for, from these, you know, this sequel trilogy again, episode seven and episode eight. So the main character of course is Ray, who was played by Daisy Ridley. Ray is a, you know, young woman abandoned by her parents on a, on a desert planet, um, and she's sensitive to the force, but she doesn't really, you know. Of course, she doesn't really know it until, till the, till the, the, film starts starts rolling. Um, Finn is back. Finn is a former storm stormtrooper who who abandoned that uh, and and was able to 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 escape it. Um, he's played by the actor John Boyega. Then we've got uh, a hotshot uh, pilot uh, named Poe Dameron. So those are kind of the three, you know, the three main characters that have been introduced in this new sequel trilogy. And what's fun about this new film is that they get to have, they get to spend a lot of the film together. And there's some nice, there's some nice chemistry. And it's, and they, you know, they go off on a big adventure really to try to find out what's going on with, with, with Emperor Palpatine. Um. But, you know, all the great other characters are back, Chewbacca and C-3PO and R2-D2, you know, and all the ones. Well, and then, of course, um, th- th- it's interesting. If you look on the poster, the main poster for this film, the two actors that get the top billing are Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. And and Carrie Fisher, of course, died at the end of ep- at the filming of Episode Eight. Um but it turns out that J.J. Abrams, you know, who who directed Episode Seven, there were some scenes that they filmed with Carrie Fisher, you know, again as General Leia, which were cut, and they didn't ma- they didn't you know make the final film, and so J.J. Uh, along with the screen the other screenwriter Chris Terrio, they y- were able to figure out a way to use these scenes. And integrate them into this new film, and I thought that that was that they did great. Um, in fact, it was kind of amazing. I mean, you could tell that, that 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 Carrie had been digitally put into some of you know inserted into some of these scenes, but still, to have her presence in the film was really was really a smart decision and, and an important one. Mark Hamill's in it, and I won't you know talk a lot about and spoil it, but but he's definitely in the movie. And and uh, it's that part. That part is is great. Really, the most interesting relationship in the film, of course, is between Ray, and then Kylo Ren, who who which is you know the name of of uh, actually uh, Ben Solo, who is the son of of Princess Leia and and Han Solo, and he. Is played by Adam Driver, and you know, as we know from the other two films, he's conflicted. I mean, he's the bad guy. He's he's trying to, he's he's really embracing uh, his grandfather's Darth Vader's uh, kind of legacy of of evil, but the kid's conflicted, and so, but also he's got a really strong connection through the Force with Rey, and so there's there's a lot that that dynamic. Which was really was, was supported in a very interesting way in the Last Jedi, really comes to play in this film, and it's it's really the most interesting, clearly relationship in the film, and and uh, and of course very key to the key to the plot. So that part I, I I really liked. Overall, I think the film just it's it just felt like a big classic movie adventure. Uh, like a you know a great like Captain Blood or some other you know <laughs> classic film. Just 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 and and then also just Star Wars, uh, particularly the original one from '77, and then the, the Re- Re- Return of the Jedi. As I mentioned, that it really has some parallels with, um, and I'm sure that, that that's intentional. But um, that I think its strength is that. The action is relentless and it's nonstop, and and that makes it that makes it really fun. Now I think where it's this film is probably going to get a lot of criticism. Um, you know, I, I looked, I I checked this morning. It's 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 now it's it's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it only has a fifty-eight percent um, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and you know. It, it, that is what it is and and uh i think that people were, are sounds you know just from the some of the reviews that i read they're they're feeling it's very it's either derivative or not original enough um i think that they were these filmmakers were given an absolutely impossible task how do you wrap up these you know this nine film series in a way that's going to satisfy everybody you can't so, uh, and I, I don't think, I don't really like some of the story decisions that they made either, uh, but they made them, and, I, and, and and they give answers to some of these questions, you know, that have been raised about these, about these films, particularly, you know, episode 7 and episode 8, and so I was satisfied, at least they gave answers, not so much that I was particularly satisfied with the answers, but I'm so glad that at least they gave an answer, and though you know, again, not to nip it because but the point, I, I don't think that those the, the folks at Lucasfilm really, I'm not convinced that they had a really strong vision about the story of how they this, you know, they wanted this trilogy to be this three act <laughs> trilogy. I mean its still it followed it follows some of the classic elements of it. But the way some of this stuff came together, it just seemed like maybe they're like, oh, maybe we should do it this way, you know, and and rather than rather than something that was really well thought out. But I got to tell you, that was their job and not mine. My job is just to be able to to go and enjoy this movie, um, be grateful that there's another Star Wars movie uh, and go have some fun. The ending of this film series is, is bittersweet for me. I've really, you know, I've loved, um, I, I, I love these Star Wars movies, uh, even with all their flaws. Uh, it's still, it, it's just, it, it, it's, a, it's a film series that I just really uh, love. Uh, I'm excited to see what they've got in store for us. I mean, clearly, I think, I mean, maybe they're still winging it there at Lucasfilm. But I think they've got some sort of a plan. You know, the next the next film is scheduled to come out in in uh, 2022, so there's going to be a bit of a break in films. Uh, Lucasfilm is putting a lot of content. It looks like on or they're, they're planning for uh, on the Disney Plus subscription service. Uh, currently, there is a Star Wars series on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. And if you're not watching it, you absolutely should because it's terrific. Um, and so I'm just excited to see what what kind of stories and adventures they're going to be doing within the Star Wars galaxy, uh, both on TV and on the big screen. And you know, I'm 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 really hopeful. I'm really hopeful that 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 Star Wars storytelling is going to continue in a good way, and that these movies are going to be fun. So go see the Rise of Skywalker. To go on your own terms. Uh, And you know, hopefully, I just go have some fun, go have some fun, and don't necessarily expect to get the meaning of life from it. But but I think it stays true to the tone of uh, of the series, and and I ultimately found it really really satisfying, and just just a fun old fashioned adventure. Classic Cinema Corner. This week we've got some great announcements from Turner Classic Movies. They, you know, TCM does this great big screen classic series every year, and and thankfully they're continuing it in 2020. They show one classic film on the big screen, uh, and big screens are across the U.S. So uh, I'll put a link to it in, in in the podcast notes, but you go to fathomevents.com/tcm. And, and there's and and they've got the 2020 schedule you can plug your zip code in and then you can find hopefully a theater in the year that's going to be showing these great films now they've got this they've got a current lineup set up which I'm gonna go, gonna go over and occasionally they add a film or two to this uh, you know it seems to it seems to happen these last few years They've they've, 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 they've added something Um other than what was already you know that already gets announced kind of at the end of the uh, of the year. But here's here's the current lineup and 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 the films are really interesting, very eclectic. So, first up in January is is the classic uh, Amer- An American in Paris, which of course stars Gene Kelly and Leslie Caron, directed by the great Vincent Minnelli. It is going to be playing in theaters on January 19th and January 22nd. And again, all the stuff's on the website, of course. But uh, I you know, I, I'm I've never been a huge fan of an American in Paris. I I had up until a couple of years ago, I had only seen it on TV. But our uh, a local theater chain here in Salt Lake City showed it on the big on the big screen as part of a kind of a classic movie revival thing, and it was a revelation to see this film on the big screen. It was so beautiful, and to be able to see just just you know the dancing and the choreography and, and the amazing. Uh, sets and everything that, that, that created for this film. I I just absolutely loved it. So, so highly recommend An American in Paris. Next up is Love Story, which is playing February 9th and February 12th we, uh, for uh, Valentine's Day. It's the 50th anniversary of this film. Um, as you know, this one's the one with Ryan O'Neill and with Ali McGraw. Uh, Ryan O'Neill plays a Harvard Law student. Um and then Alan McGraw plays a music student and they share a chemistry. They cannot deny a love. They cannot ignore. And despite their opposite backgrounds, the young couple put their hearts on the line for each other. It's one of those. that's a real ball fest. Uh, as I recall it, and, and that actually should be fun for Valentine's day. So love story in February. Then also in February is the, uh, um, the showing the color purple, which is, uh, you know, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Whoopi Goldberg and Danny Glover and Oprah Winfrey, um, and then you know that's an adaptation of Alice Walker's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel. Uh, the, you know that should be that should be good. So uh, March on March fifteenth there's going to be King Kong, uh, which I'm super excited to see cause, again. I've only I've only seen that on TV, um, so uh, it's the, it's the classic King Kong with with uh, Fay Ray. And uh, and uh, anyway, I'm excited. In April, uh, we've got just just as the start of baseball season, uh, TCM is going to be screening uh, the great comedy A League of Their Own, that stars Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Laurie Petty, and Madonna. And uh, you know, it's it's about the uh, the female baseball league that happened during World War II. And that's that's just a great film. I'm I'm excited to see that one again on the big screen. May's May's (laughs) entry is the 40th anniversary of the great comedy spoof, Airplane, which is really one of my favorite comedies, uh, starring Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty. Um, And, uh, you know, the AFI, the American Film Institute has put this as one of their 10 funniest movies ever made, and I, I would concur. It's just riotous fun. So an uh, airplane is gonna be in May. Coming up in June is which is this was an interesting choice. It's it's the film adaptation of Annie. So, you know, Annie as in Little Orphan Annie um is a huge hit on Broadway. I think kind of a rite of passage for every young girl who's gotta <laughs> play you know, play either Annie or one of the orphans. Uh uh, this film this film adaptation was directed by the great John Huston. And um, the cast is amazing. It's got Carol Burnett, Bernadette Peters, um, Albert Finney. Um, I remember just not liking this film very much. But, you know, I'm going to give it another shot. It's coming, coming in June on the big screen. Uh, also in June, I guess it plays June 28th and then on July 1st, but it's The Blues Brothers. So, uh, really excited about that one. That's you know, of course, with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. And uh, then, in also in July is is uh, the thirtieth anniversary screening of Ghost. This is, of course, the the you know the romantic drama with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. And um, anyway. <laughs> I, I yeah another one of those like okay I guess we'll I guess we'll go see it at the 30th anniversary, um, then we've got the 25th anniversary of the family comedy Babe, and you know Babe's about Babe's about that little um, about the little pig who doesn't quite know his place in the world but but uh, it's that's a super cute film and, and 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 you know again an interesting eclectic choice. For September, they're going to be screening Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's going to be cool to see on the big screen. Uh, October, they typically... Uh, you know, this series always finds some kind of a scary classic film to show. And this, this year is no exception. In October, they're going to be screening Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, which I think is probably one. You know, I mean, I'm such a horror movie wuss, but I have seen Psycho, and it just scared me to death. So... Uh, so uh you know this Janet Leigh Janet Lee excuse me visits the Bates Motel and falls prey to one of cinema's most notorious psychopaths Norman Bates played by Anthony Perkins so super scary uh, but perfect for Halloween in November it's one Flew over the cuckoo's nest um you know with Jack Nicholson and this one is celebrating its 45th anniversary and then uh in December the last film on the list is the film adaptation of *Fiddler on the Roof*, which is directed by Norman Jewison and stars Topol, um, and you know, it's that, that. This musical is just is is it's a brilliant adaptation of, of that very popular stage play, and just 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 a, just a beautiful film. So, uh, I've seen this. I've I've seen *Fiddler on the Roof* on the big screen before. It was they they screened it at the Turner Classic Movie Classic Film Festival. Um, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see it again. Cause I just think it's excellent. So again, all these films are listed out on the fathomeventscom slash TCM website. I'll have links to it in the, on the podcast notes, but save the date for these films, because this is always a treat to see classic cinema on the big screen. that does it for this episode of the movies past and present podcast again links and more information about all the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com as always i hope you will enjoy some good movies this week whether they be from the past or the present happy holidays merry christmas everybody and until next time thanks for listening and we'll see you at the movies